What's going up guys, it's Anomaly Kyra, back at it with another thought theory for your mind, because that's what we do here. Now there's a, a couple of things I want to start talking about that we kind of haven't branched off into, uh, apart with my travels and, you know, plus 10 years of study on um, quite a few of these topics we're going to come across, and just really informing and getting informed becoming completely fascinated with the ideas of the world and then completely bored with the ideas of the world. And if this resonates with you, then, then keep listening, we'll go into it. So, through my travels, and I would say, like most of them are going to the country and the village of a lot of specific areas, so whether it be um, France, so the city would be Paris, and then maybe south of France would be more village, but not um, in a way of like poverty. They're definitely a rich village, if that can come to your mind. Or places like Germany, where you would go to Berlin, that's the city, and then maybe you go to somewhere, I mean, not talking stuff about like Belgium, but like it'll look like what you've seen in the movies. And that's not like a bustling city, but it is still kind of a city. Very strange. So just the behaviors of people and what they think, where they live. So in Finland, it's Helsinki, that's their city. Really, that could still look like a downtown place in Alaska, really, which is where uh, has they have one city and then they have villages, which are like towns, but they could look like cities to you, but they're not. It depends on the, per the people there, how they feel about the area, and if they feel it's populated enough. And that will decide if it's a city, not just by government state law, this is a city. Which, which became very fascinating, and then on the same hand, became very boring. Because now, everywhere you go is only based on the people who live there, and not the people who haven't been there, or like a tourist or someone who's visiting. Like for me, I never wanted to be a tourist, so when I went somewhere, I would go there and live there for like a month, two months, three months. Sometimes you run out of money and you get stuck somewhere, so you're there six months, eight months, but never really too much longer than that because I always try to make sure I get back to the Americas. This being said, and then traveling alone, so it's not like um, in a big group or with a best friend or with a boyfriend or something, even though at the time, you know, you could have a boyfriend or have a big group of friends or um, and be interacting with family randomly or this kind of thing. But when you're on like a travel, you're on different hours, timing, and all this kind of stuff. So look, this is what we're going to. So the only reason for all of this is the branding. So we're doing branding, we're doing marketing, and sales. So I am coming from a Martian. This is going to be some uh, strange interactions because I probably don't do marketing, sales, or branding the same way that Earthlings do which is the fun part. So it's always great to understand that certain parts of yourself are different and just haven't been experienced here. Or from a different timeline or reality. We'll, we'll just look at it that way. So I came into a new reality. Maybe there was just like a comet that like flew over the sky and then I ended up here with knowledge from my other self where it already worked. You can't really prove that happened. You can't really prove that it did. So in this way, this just gets your mind to understand that I am not saying I am different, above, more, less, just other. So all the experiences I've had 
for someone in my position would still not be the same interaction. And I've been able to have a lifetime of at least 15 years of testing all of this information because the scientist in me likes things that are quantifiable. If it's not quantifiable and I can't repeat it, in some way it's like a Valhalla, you know? Uh, it's there in, in your heart, you know, you die to get there, maybe you're eating at the great table with Odin, who knows? Maybe you are, maybe you're not. It's the same thing with, um, I mean, most of the theories. If it hasn't been proven, then its relativity to me uh, is, a, is a little bit diminished. But not like in something like hope or dreams, because if I hadn't have chased something that what I'm saying right now, this in fact wouldn't be happening. I had to fail my way to success. That means a lot of uh, missed opportunities, failed experiments, pain, rejection, uh, you know, heartbreak, uh, not through like with a man, but like if you work on something, you put your whole heart into it, you feel, yes, this is it, whatever it is, you know, these uh, candles that I'm making are going to be the best candles, I'm going to take out a candle Yankee, and I am going to be the Bill Gates of candles, and then you go into candles, and you suck, and I mean, that's, it's hard to hear, it's hard to go through, trust me, I didn't do candles, but it's similar, and it just, it didn't work. You have to fall down and get back up even faster and keep learning how to get back up even faster because you will constantly fail. The, the fact that the people tell you to chase success is the strangest thing in the world. It's another part, branding, marketing, and sales, which are not all the same thing. In everything I keep seeing, they talk about the customer like you're a herd of sheep and you're gonna just do this. And unfortunately, the, most people who are the consumer do behave in sheep-like manner, but it's not that. It's, I feel it's more complex, so I want to give humans more of the benefit of the doubt, or at least more complex humans more benefit of the doubt. Because hey, that works for the morons, so fine. And if you're here, you know, you're, you're not. So this is, for us, the, the geniuses of the world, the highly educated, the motivated, the people that are chasing success constantly and have no problem with creating a future from the unknown and going into their own reality. This is called a quantum model, what I'm speaking about, where, where reality is about causing an effect and being a creator of your reality. As opposed to a Newtonian view, which is all about the predictable. So right now, any realm that you're working in, living in, and this is the Americas and abroad, and abroad meaning Asia, Europe, the Antarctic, um, uh, Africa, Indonesia, Vietnam, Filipino, uh, Iceland, over to the Americas, down to Guadalupe area where they worship that, and you know, and on and on and on, the whole entire Earth, all of it, South Pole, Santa Claus. <laughs> well, he's in Finland, but. You know, you know, you get what I'm saying. Our whole entire world. It seems that every time I hear information from these big, you know, you know, they're making the millions. So I say I'm a, I'm a small fish, though. I still haven't been into my millions working on that. But once you get into this area where you're doing anything, where anything's starting to be created, you start hearing the conversations of these people. And to me, they sound more like the sheep than the society that they're saying they're working for. So they're all saying, oh, well, branding, marketing, and sales is all the same, or you could just interchange the word, they won't know. Who's the they? We're the they. 
were, were the people buying their hat, shoe, shirt, dress, whatever. And the way that they talk about it, it just sounds, I'm insulted. <laughs> I am insulted, sir. How dare you treat me like I'm a moron. And then I do go ahead and buy it, but it's not because of that. It's solely because you need these products. Like there are some people like minimalists like myself. So if you're an exaggerated product, you're not going to appeal to me anyway because I don't like products that are exaggerations of themselves. What is an exaggeration of itself? A whole, uh, they call it like a sconce. You need multiple sconces through the house. This is a light that hangs on the wall with a certain type of look. Now I love a beautiful sconce. I'm not saying I don't, but if you need to buy extra ones and just lay them throughout the whole house, is it lighting or are you just putting in space? Which is another thing that came time travel with me. Let's go back to the Victorian age, right before the Edwardian, or right after the Edwardian, where you were more wealthy if you had a lot of things. So you need a lot of little trinkets. This is what you'll see your, your great grandma or your grandma doing. Uh, where she has little trinkets, or maybe even your mom, because sometimes the habits can be passed down either genetically or just through watching watched behavior. You might even be doing trinkets yourself, and maybe your daughter will too, because it's watched behavior and it's not a part of our society. But there are little trinkets that come from that. So this is what that meant. All of these little trinkets and ballerinas and little golden plates and things like this, you would have them across tables, you would have them in full uh, displays that are just for them. So you wouldn't use this display, you wouldn't open it, there wouldn't be no plates, there wouldn't be anything. You would just be cleaning this glass and moving the trinkets around and dusting and that, and they just meant, I have a lot of money. Today, that would be like how women, um, these, um, watch the billionaire house show, how she has a whole closet of shoes, that she doesn't really wear them, but she comes in there to look at them and they mean wealth to her. And then the same thing with men, where they maybe use suits, um, or watches, or they, they really love watches, or paints, or which paints are very expensive, take it from an artist, so that is something. If you've got a big collection of paints, that is like a showing off of your wealth. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of things that mean wealth that to today's society may not. So if you show someone a porcelain cup, they may not see that there's anything expensive about it, or a Fabergé egg. I'm a vegan, so I might even be like, oh my god, it's in the shape of an egg. I wouldn't even want that in my house, right? And these types of things. And that used to mean that you had a gift from a prince or a, a queen or a king or something to, to give away this type of uh, egg. And if you don't know what a Fabergé egg is, really, it's just an, an oval shape, and it's got gold and diamonds and jewels on it with beautiful painting of a, you know, a river and a mountain or like a couple in love or depending on whoever was receiving the gift. But if you had this in your house, it meant you had a very rich friend. And so people would try to keep keep a lot of those. So if you have like 20 or 100 of them, oh, you have a lot of really rich friends and that means you're amazing or something. The same thing today, we just do it digitally. Now people have millions of followers or something like this. This is what we're wrapping around to with branding. So I was looking at something saying that uh, branding... Uh, you have to be authentic and these types of words and things like this. Here's what I want to tell you. Now, as someone who's like seen it, been there, got bored, got fascinated again, got bored again, and then fascinated again, that's not true. 
There are plenty of companies that do something called greenwashing. Now, greenwashing is when you've pretty much just painted your company as the healthiest thing in the world. Even if you're not, you are treating your customers like idiots, and for the most part, they are because they're letting you tell them what to think. So that's what that means. But for people like us, we probably don't even buy from these companies knowingly. So it, it just varies. But I would say, at least 50% of the companies that say they're healthy are not. I, I even see vegan products that say they're vegan that are not. They have egg whites. So just to everyone out there, marketing, branding, and sales are not the same, and all three of them are different pyramid levels of a lie. And that's really what it is. So every time you take in something, you're really helping their shareholders. Now this doesn't mean that they're evil or bad, this just means that you need to be informed on the information so you know how to wisely pick and choose what companies you support. And that's why I think it's important to know this type of thing. So for me, I like to deal with companies who aren't, you know, uh, I guess this is where that whole big thing about fair trade and, and all of this came from. It matters because they will treat me and my products a certain way. Look at this way. They used to put BHT, or they probably still do in a couple of uh, child cereals, or you know, adults eat it too, but they try to market it as it's for children. So a chemical, you're listening to this, you already know what this is. So it's something that like comes from like a car or engines and everything. That A collection of that added up over time is probably going to add up to a very strong level of this buildup in the gut, buildup in the liver. Sometimes the gallbladder acts up. And this is like, there's a lot of these areas too where people don't talk about this. So your pancreas and your gallbladder. I hear a lot about the stomach, and you know, this is Anomaly Chira, so the areas that I can speak to you from, are I have a vast wealth of knowledge. So this is human biology we're going to go into, and they're all in the sciences. Anyone listening to this, you know what they are. There are seven sciences, and I have studied all of them because I'm just fascinated by the world. And then I'm bored by it, then I'm fascinated by it. I, you know, there's something about being a multi-dimensional entity. It, it helps to hide in my physical form, which is nice, and I enjoy that. And, you know, I like being alive and feeling the sun on my skin, but... Knowing all of the information that I know, sometimes... Yeah, sometimes I do wish I was stupid and I could just be asleep with the rest of the unwoken. Mm. But then I remember how that was and it sucked. So, here we are. My favorite part about it though is that I get to meet others who've woken up too. Not to get, you know, all matrix on you, but yeah, like imagine what that feels like if you finally did your trip, you got out of that you know, weird gooey tub of just lies and deception and illusions. You wake up to use eyes you've never used before, to speak and interact in a way you've never been able to do before. There would be no going back. Like Einstein said, once the mind has been expanded, it can never retract. And of course he didn't say retract. 
don't quote me, but he did say something in the vein of this, which I'm editing for my viewers, you, because maybe you don't have the 20 years of experience that I have of just making yourself study all of this and no one paying you, no one watching you. I didn't even know I was going to be using this information in this way. To me, I was just obsessed with uh, the Newtonian view and the quantum model and just wanted to understand everything about it. Still want to understand even more. Whenever I meet a physicist or, you know, like this, look at this way. If I'm fangirling, it's over that type of thing. When I meet a physicist or someone that's working in a lab or they're, you know, studying something, I am fangirling, I am questions, I am, oh, did you see this or this and that, you know, and usually it's really great, you know, it's a really fun interaction, but it's so rare to see, and really it's rare for them to experience, and it's just crazy to me. Ask yourself this, why aren't the physicists the rock stars? They know our whole reality and how it works. Why don't we interact with them more? Why don't we talk to them more? Like our young people, why don't they know? I, I, I don't know, but I know that I want to do something to change that. That's what needs to change. I want to start, um, I guess, interviewing, talking to, maybe we're going to go to some of the local universities and have some conversations. I'm not really sure how to uh, put that out, but through some of your like questions and comments, I've understood that you know, we want to start doing a couple of things like that, which I don't mind. But I want to get back to branding, marketing, and sales. So if you're in the middle of that, so you have something that you, especially right now, we have a lot of people that are coming up with a lot of new industries. So the best thing you can be doing is your marketing. It's not about building whatever that is. Like whoever's buying it, they'll start telling you what they think you are because that's just what they're going to do. And this is the thing, look at this way. Nestle just came out. You can look Google this up if you want to. Nestle just came out as definitely greenwashed. As they're here for the, the health and the preserve uh, preserving of our you know American ways and healthy living and all of it. This is a that chocolate milk drink, those sugary bars of just pure fat. Um they're not a healthy company, but they get to say this because there are a lot of legalities that allow you to say as long as it's not true. Now, if it was true, if you could, let me explain it this way. If I really knew a recipe to bake a cookie and you could eat this cookie every day for a year and be the perfect weight at the end of the year and I got 20 of the top influencers with their million followers to tell you the same thing. I don't need to brand that cookie anymore. You've branded it for me. Now you call it the weight loss cookie, or you'll come up with some lose it fit bite. You'll come up with names. You'll stream them, you'll tweet them, you will. Now this is the new world we live in. I see a lot of the people talking about branding are old. It used to be young. Like I remember there was like, you know, maybe 22, 23 were talking about branding. And now I see like, 50s talking about branding and I'm just like what you need to be talking about sales I have no idea what's going on right now so like I said I um, I'm just gonna do my own thing over here and those who can follow me will definitely be leading on an easier path towards the actual future because this is 2020 
and we're going towards like 2022, 2025. Well, in the future, it's really time to stop doing the archaic and old ways of just reality. And not in this airy-fairy way that I keep seeing either. Oh, you know, the energies are going to float over your head and make you nicer. No, it's not. There's still people out there who are going to be a complete asshole to you, hurt your feelings, misjudge you, and you will still have failures. You're still going to fuck up, not do something right. You need, like, not to be that military expression coming off of me a little bit. You know, tough love sometimes is the best type of love because we live in such a world of gentle coddling that it makes you weak. And you can't be weak. There are wolves outside. Sounds like wool. <laughs> But there are wolves outside and I just I love you and I want you to be safe and I, I wasn't safe a lot of the time you know I would I had best friends I would tell my whole heart to and then they would go and not care or not share in the same way or you know building business relationships that fall through or allowing you know marketing to go on on your platform and not charge for it you know we all know these types of things that you've done because there was like a personal feeling or scratch my back and you scratch mine a like for a follow this to me that is weakness you don't need that if you're I don't want to say like a certain celebrity because to me I feel like celebrity is pretty much floating away there are all kinds of celebrities you've never seen, heard of, or talked to. Look at me. I'm a celebrity in my own circle. You may have never heard of me or seen me. And that's perfectly fine. There's plenty of room in so many niche areas, and that's where I fit into. Because how many people are saying that you know they're a time-traveling Martian? Okay, not many. So I, I like my little area I stick with, and I just don't fit in to any of my group circles, never have, always thought in a different way. I've always been an anomaly in every way possible. There's really nothing wrong with that to me now, but when I was younger, I was stressed about it and being different in this way or that way. You know, I love rock music and everyone thought I should like pop music or, you know, I'm wearing my hair blonde and people don't understand. Or now I wear my hair spiked and it's really dark or, you know, just strange things and they're just on the outside. It's just stuff on the outside. It really doesn't matter. Now, genetically, yes, of course it matters. And I will always say that all day long. I hear people saying your, your DNA and your genetics don't matter. They do, and they're a blessing. And the fact that we have sciences that can tell you why they're so amazing, you should be really lucky instead of the spoiled, ungrateful thing that you are, where you just want to wash everyone that they're healthy and green. <laughs> they're not. Some things are not healthy and wonderful, but they still are existing and they still are allowed to exist. And in a way, with moderation, like eating a chocolate bar, I would never. But for you, sure, eating one is fine. Eating 20 might kill you. This is what we need to do with every part of our life. So, with that being said, we'll come back to this and a little bit more. And we'll just, um, you know... We're two friends having a hoogly, if you know what that means from in Denmark, Holland. We talk about having a cozy corner to cuddle up in and always be comfortable. So I always make sure I have my hoogly corner or I can read my book, have my tea, and just kind of relax into my life. Make sure you're doing that and because you deserve it. And I've been Anomaly Kyra, and we'll speak again soon, friend. Bye.